Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we got a huge show today. I'm super pumped. I'm so excited. So pumped. Uh, LeVon Miller, I'm sure you guys yep. all saw his name in the title. We're going to be talking about ODSS. Yep. World breaking pass, <laughs> world, world break, record pass, world record pass. Uh, the level of competition, how it's evolved. Also, we hit Levon with some questions. We know everybody is asking, like, yeah. is he going to compete in ODSS and UCC this yeah. year? Yeah, or I'm... UCC at all this year? Stop talking about. It. We'll, we'll wait till the end of <laughs> end of this, so then the listeners can listen for themselves, right? But a lot of awesome information. Um, I was. I'm always excited when we get Levon on. He's a ball of energy. He's super enthusiastic. He's extremely passionate about the industry and the sport. Yeah, and that really shows when when you ask him a question. You know, you can't stump him. And he's right there with the best info possible. So no, it's awesome. Absolutely, and of course, another segment I'm really excited for. We have another great pro tip from our super tech Jeremy Garnett. Uh, Chris, this week, as always, has been very busy over at yep. Duramax Tuner. Uh, I know I have been working on getting ready for a new 6.7 liter Power Stroke project. Yep. What have you been up to? You know, just uh, we've been talking about it in a couple of the prior podcasts, but that was the March Madness sale that we have over at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner. So 15% off Easy Link Tuning, 15% off EFI Live Tuning, and then we're doing uh, 15% off L5P Tunes. Um, and we have our new Switch on the Fly L5P product released. Um, so my time is being <laughs> heavily consumed with emails, phone calls, quoting, stuff like that. So, you know, right now, March is kind of like that pivotal point where January and February are somewhat slower months. It's just it's an industry standard. Yeah. Now here we are, tax season, March, coming into spring. Guys want to set their trucks up. They want to finish the final touches on their builds going into the new year, whether it's street truck, drag truck, sled pull, what have you. Yeah. Um, there's also, I think, a lot of anticipation going into this year with a lot of events that didn't happen last year with 2020 with all the COVID stuff. So guys are like extra pumped. So <laughs> just there's not enough hours in the day. I hate to say it, but there's just not. I I was very lucky to be able to take the time to head up to the shop so we could do this. You're not so. lying. You're not lying. Well, hey, listeners, we're not going to waste any more of your time. Let's jump right into our discussion with LeVon Miller from Firepunk Diesel. LeVon Miller, how the hell are you? Uh, we're doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Uh, you know, another day in paradise. It's starting to warm up a little bit. How's the weather out by you guys in Ohio? Well, the sun's shining, so we got that going for us. It's, uh, I think, high in high 40s today, but it's supposed to go to 55 tomorrow. There you go. I think uh, being, uh, you know, Midwest residents, right, um, <laughs> that's a win for this time of the year. That's it, man. <laughs> Might yeah. as well be summer. Right. Uh, LeVon, uh, obviously a superstar within Diesel Performance. We've had you on the show several times. Just in case we got any new listeners out there, can you tell us a little bit about some of the competitions you've participated in in Diesel Performance? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we really, my first main competition that uh, we did any good at was Diesel Power Challenge in 2014. Won that 2014, 2015, then went on to uh, win the Ultimate Callout Challenge and 16, 17, and 18, and uh, a lot of ODSS uh, drag racing competitions and, you know, local local dirt drags, sled pulls, all of the above. We've uh, we've played in the game. <laughs> and not only have you competed and in, in won these events, but you also have your hands in other trucks that are competitors in some of these things throughout those years as well. Yes, for sure. That's a lot sure. what makes 
Team Firepunk a team is because most of the employees have their own trucks and like to do their racing, anything from the ET class to 770, 670, 590. Um, when uh, race weekend hits, it really, uh, everybody wants to go racing. That's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, you've built a business model that is a very strong presence in the diesel industry. And to have employees that, you know, years into this, you know, they, they live, they breathe, they want, you know, this is their true passion. There's not a lot of companies in this industry or in this space that can say that. Yeah, that, well, if you have the passion for it, it really shows in the work that you do. Because, you know, working on a customer's truck and you love what you're doing. Uh, you're going to treat that truck like it's your own and make sure you have the customer's best interest in mind. So that's kind of the goal behind the, the whole vision of it. Make sure that we're out at the races supporting those who are supporting us and, and uh, be there and be a, be a presence in the industry. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good outlook. Absolutely. And, you know, Levant, I feel like we end up talking to you on the show here every time you guys set a record or, like, like crush another record that we thought wouldn't be crushed right. or – or right after you guys have won another major competition, um, three ninety nine. Everybody in diesel performance is talking about a three ninety nine eighth mile pass in a truck. Just just a few years ago, nobody thought we were going to be breaking the fours. Nobody thought we were going to be getting to here. Can you can you tell us a little bit about what some of the past years were like racing, and how did you build yourself up to to this point where now it's it's just crushing what we thought was cap- you were capable of. It really, it is amazing. I mean, it's a it's a monumental step in diesel performance. I mean, you look at you look at everybody that's been racing for so long, uh, even the dragsters, and it it takes huge steps and changes to you know start knocking the tents off once you start going this fast. Um, but you know, going from the four wheel drive when we hit fours. Uh, for the first time, yeah, that was a monumental step for us, and that's something we wanted more than anything else. And but then you start realizing like you're kind of at a barrier because yet when you're 4,400 pounds, there's only so much you can do. But we've learned so much in getting the engine platform strong, getting the transmission platform strong. Uh, we're learning as we go on chassis and racing. You know, we we grew up not knowing much about uh, race cars, but we've learned a lot as we went. And you know. And we start learning how important weight is. So you start to uh, you spend your money on building a lighter weight chassis and less weight, more horsepower. That's the recipe. And then uh, having to be having the ability to control all of that is what really is what gives us the ability to go fast. So in the years of you you guys having the four wheel drive regular cab, right? You had yeah. I remember I remember Shides a few years ago, you were there and I remember you had the staging lane or and you know ready to go and you launched the truck and you split the block in half, right? So yep. when you say, you know, we've you've learned throughout your your testing, right, all these years, what were some of the weak links that you saw in in regards to, like, the factory Cummins block to where you're at now, and what was some of the advancements that you made in the transmission from then till now? Uh, a lot of changes, honestly, and a lot of it is also how we race it, you know, so if you look back a couple years ago, uh, you saw triple turbos and a lot more smoke um we were running fuel only a lot less you know very little nitrous if any and we were able to make the horsepower but our exhaust cast temperatures were higher so when your piston crown temperature is higher your ring tension goes away your uh valve seats tend to move around more your valves tend to tulip you start realizing how much the heat in itself 
uh, it will cost you engine parts long term. And so now when we race, we're racing with a single turbo and three extra stages of nitrous to where we're keeping our air fuel ratio really lean all the way, you know, 21 to 26 um, air fuel ratio. And that we can maintain our exhaust gas temperatures, which puts less heat in the cylinder, your rings last longer, your valves last longer, your drive pressure to your turbos lower because your heat's lower everything lasts longer and that's just learning from experience you know figuring out what works and what doesn't you know as far as the long block goes you know the the factory cast cummins block dnj precision always builds our engines uh the enforcer series and that has really been a solid platform but when you make 2500 horsepower and you put a couple hundred passes on it um, that block actually is moving around there's not enough material down in the main webbing area and that's when eventually we split the block you know, we were making a lot of torque back then. Okay. So that's just uh, things that we've learned and involved. Now, now we have a billet aluminum block with a steel bed plate, six main bolts per main, total of a million pounds of clamping force holding the crank in the bottom. Um, you know, you can go down the track and feel confident that uh, the crank's going to stay where it's supposed to be. So the motor that's in the truck this year is the same motor, but it's been refreshed from what was in the truck last year. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Last year was the first year for the what we call the executioner, which is the all billet aluminum. Uh, that was something that he drew up when we first split the block back in 2018, and uh, that um, that block we ran 19 passes on the engine dyno last uh, last spring before the race season, made a peak of 3,214 horsepower, and then we put it in the race truck and went 99 passes last summer and. Uh, when we pulled it out last fall, like the bearings and every and the crank, the bottom end looked absolutely mint. Um, so we built a new head this winter with a top feed injector because we had some problems with the all aluminum head and block growing. Like it would grow a total of 18 thousandths and 200 degree of temperature change. Hmm. So what we would have problems with our um, feed tube sealing up to the injectors correctly if we were on the staging limiter too long at the line you know by the top of third gear you'd be losing rail pressure and your mile an hour would drop five mile an hour wow that's another one of those that like this isn't there's <laughs> there's not like a long history of guys to go back and look at who have also been doing this a lot of this right. stuff has been cutting edge yeah uh for somebody who, who's right. just fresh off the boat they've, they've attended two races and they want to go out this year they have no idea what we mean when we're talking about a billet block. This is a solid block that then is machined down. What's the advantage of doing that, Levon? Well, the advantage then you can machine. I mean, we're not we're not machining out all the extra material what a street block would have for all the water passages. Uh, that the water passages are needed for cooling. That way, you can tow your camper across the mountain without melting your pistons. Well, obviously, we're starting these trucks doing a burnout and letting it rip down the drag strip and putting it back in the pits and cooling them down for 45 minutes before our next run. So we can leave all that uh, water passage area, leave that solid material, and give a lot more strength to support our main bearings and our our cylinders and um, the main webbing on the bottom around the cam as well. And that's generally what is attesting to or contributing to the fact that you guys had... 19 dyno runs, 99 <laughs> passes, so 118 pulls on that motor, and little to no wear took place where the engine that was in the drag truck from 2018 only had a couple passes and it split the block. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Well, when we split the block, like that was not that was not a virgin block. It was a block that had been in the quad cab. I had gone through diesel power challenge, and I had I had put a lot of stress load through it. Okay. Um, but then you tear the thing down in the winter time, and you put fresh bearings in it, new right. pistons, rings, you know, freshen it all back up, and then you go back and make a couple licks on it, and it splits the block. Right. Uh, there's no there's no way of knowing where the fatigue level is on a block unless you can see a visible crack. So that's the tough part about it is uh, when you when you build one of those cast blocks, you don't really know where the limiting factor is. And I mean, for a guy making 1,000 horsepower, 1,200 horsepower, you know, that's pretty much the, the new era of street truck, if you will. Um, <laughs> that's right. really not an issue, you know, but when we're talking 2,500 horsepower, 3,000 horsepower at the top tier level, which you compete at right now, I mean, that's everything. That's reliability. That's what's going to make that pass or not make that pass. Right. And it is. It's pretty cool. Like, you watch uh, a lot of the alcohol engines and uh, the... All the blower cars, yeah, they're doing a lot of maintenance on these cars over a season of racing. Yeah, they've got to tear it down. They got to put rods in it every every so often because they're making 4,500, 5,000 horsepower, and they got to put rods in it every five to ten passes, depending how many RPMs they turn. Um, so our goal is to be able to, if we can take an engine like this, put it together, and run it for the summer. Um, it's expensive to build, but in the long grain scheme of things, it's really not. Uh, it's not that bad when you can get a whole race season out of it without tearing it down. Yeah. So I love the logic of diesel performance. Like we're, <laughs> we're like this too, Levon, a hundred percent, you know, we found people who spend more money on this sport. Like, so we're doing good. Yeah, we're, we're saving doing. money. Like that's what I would tell my wife. Like it, I'm yeah. literally saving you $10,000 by not going to buy an alcohol only like alcohol car. Right. Like <laughs> I'm saving well, you money. there's us and then there's tractor pullers. So yeah. you go, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're still we're still in the peasant realm when it comes to spending money compared to I, what I, I only see in the have one world. engine in my vehicle. I saved you money. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm there. <laughs> Walk us walk us through a little bit here, Levon. I, I like how as we are talking about the you know, the goals that are set, you mentioned a team, firepunk team. What was the preparation to, you know, last week when you guys ran that 399 pass? Was the truck together for very long prior to that? Or was this like a last-minute scramble with the team to get it together? What, is, what does that background look like? What's preparation for something like this? Well, in true Firepunk fashion, we got uh, went and picked up the engine from DNJ Tuesday before we we were leaving that weekend. So, we we got I picked up the engine, got back to the shop. Uh, it's what 6 p.m. on Tuesday evening, and the following Tuesday night we were on the track in Georgia, and the following Wednesday we ran that 399 pass. So it uh, it's always we pretty much went to No Mercy, uh, which was the same radial tire race in the fall uh, last uh, October, and we raced it, and we came back from uh, no, Mer- no Mercy last October, pulled the engine out, took it up to DNJ, and he at that point, he started drawing the design for the new head, and the problem with uh, like doing this custom one-off stuff, it's really stuff that Drew himself has to do, and he has to do it evenings and weekends because his machines are working on making your day-to-day parts for all the guys that are you know, getting engines from DNJ currently, uh, so it's kind of a slower process for him to do some of this custom one-off stuff. And uh, we had we had our date set to go to lights out this spring, and he got us the engine about six days before that, so we could put the motor in, have the thing running by Friday night, and uh, <laughs> headed out for Georgia Monday morning. So when I always talk to guys and we talk about building trucks, right? We talk about 
camps, right? Like, oh, well, we work with this fuel system company and this engine company, and this is who does the tuning and these parts, blah, 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 blah. You guys, a week prior to setting a new world record, you had no motor. So you get a motor, you get a new head that's a fresh one-off design. And then I would assume since you said prior that this was a top feed injector, you had to get new one-off injectors. Is that correct? Yep. This is something that uh, we work with XG Performance for all our fuel system and Bosch Motorsports standalone ECU stuff. Uh, they had uh, built a set of top feed injectors based off of a Duramax LLY platform. Um, and Drew had already had done a top feed injector set up on a sled puller back, I believe, in 2012. So okay. he had he had some parts and components around already back then, some designs that he knew worked, and th- that was kind of like the easy button for him. He said, let's just kind of follow that same recipe Xergy built the injectors. We sent it down. You know, we had to bend new fuel lines and make sure everything works. But when you have a good team that's got their head together and knows what's going on, uh, you can have three different shops working from, you know, a couple hours apart from each other and uh, all the parts show up at one place and a truck runs shortly after. And then a a world record a couple days after that, you know. You you talk about this like it's just no big deal. Like, I'm just mind blown. I'm going back to every reader ride that we did, every listener interview we did, and they talked about how long their build was. Chris, I I remember a great quote from you about, like, anytime you're working on a build, take your budget and your time frame, double it, and then be ready to go past that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, we always say the last. The last ten percent of the project takes ninety percent of the time That's and the it. money and the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But 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 we've seen this from you guys. You know, I mean, this is this is the crew that that Changed tore down axles, and rebuilt the truck it, overnight, UCC, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so going three ninety nine. Well, that's the thing. If you have the if you have if you have that motivation and passion behind you, and you know you're going to do it, um, there's nothing that's going to stop you. You're going to you're going to work through the night. You're going to go after. You're going to find. You're going to find a way instead of finding an excuse of not to. You know? So there's plenty of times that, uh, like if you watch our YouTube channel, uh, we try to document as much of that stuff that we can, and just show guys how, like, man, we're real people and we run into real problems and. Uh, it's not easy. You know, like we kicked the tire six times on Tuesday before we got the thing to go down the track Tuesday evening and finally went a 410 and uh, 410 at uh, 182 and made some adjustments and first pass out Wednesday morning goes 399.8. That's so wild. Now, what what was the record prior to the, the 410 or the 399? What, what was the standing number one spot? Um, we had the fastest diesel um was set by jared jones and the shide rail at pdra event uh last fall it was the weekend after we had set the um the door car record with a 411 at 181 at no mercy last year which that was still a standing record for the door car but for the fastest diesel uh jared jones had gone a 40 i think he went a 408 then a 406 and then a 404 that weekend and we just knew he was going to get to the threes and uh, that's, I think, where they left off. And so we knew that our days were numbered if we wanted to be the first diesel to get to the threes. Because there's, uh, there's some couple other camps that are right there and coming after it hard. So Absolutely. I, well, you're that- sitting here in a truck. I mean, granted, it, it's not like a normal truck, right? It's a drag truck, and it's all set up for this. But you're running numbers against a, a dragster. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like that's full of yeah, I mean, It is. I mean, really, it's it, for us, that's a... Uh, 
it was a it was a big work of art for us to do that because we have to on radial tires we have to add a good bit of weight to the nose to basically without running a wheelie bar you add the power and ramp it in quickly it wants to flip over backwards so we had oh a total God. of 70 pounds 70 pounds of ballast hanging on the weight and we were 3095 pounds race weight going going across the scales after our 399 pass oh my God. And i think what's crazy with this whole thing is is granite we're in the year 2021 okay and and you you set a world record but you guys have been in preparation for this i would i would have to say from the first diesel power challenge in 14 you know if you really think about it, or 2015 when you first competed you know it's just been data collection year over year changing it up cuz you've gone from four door long beds to you know a regular cab four wheel drive to this two wheel drive yep. s10 like you've you've evolved <laughs> along the way to you right. know, get to where you're at now which is crazy Right. And then we go to you go to an event down there and you go in the staging lanes and you think you got this uh really lightweight, you know, everything low S ten and it stands like head and shoulder above every pro mod in the staging lanes with you. Right. And you're like, Man, I need another hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Welcome to drag racing. Yeah. Right. That's that's what it yep. that's what it is though, because it, because that that was one of the other things I wanted to ask is, do you think your record will be beat this season? With there's eight scheduled uh, events for ODSS this year, so actually next week, guys, we're going to have Greg Jolly on from ODSS yep. to tell us all about what this year's um, this year's ODSS right. looks like. Uh, but well, it's it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, you asked me that question. It's definitely a possibility. Like I said, the shied rail went a four hundred four. Um, and they're they're a couple hundred pounds lighter than us. I think they're still in the twenty six or twenty seven hundred pound range. Uh, but the Waggler rail, they went a one oh one sixty foot, so they already got that sixty foot dialed in. Pretty much all they need to do is add some horsepower, and that that rail is going to be a contender because I think they went a four twenty three um, last fall. Okay. So I know there's a couple. The both of the rails that are out are going to be fast. Michael Cordova is putting a rail together. I think Zach Hamilton is putting a rail together. So there's going to be a couple other really fast rails. Uh, ben Shaddy and his Corvette is in a pro mod. Uh, Johnny Gilbert is putting a cor- pro mod Corvette together. Uh, there's some there's some serious heavy hitters coming out that I think are going to be able to you know come after it and uh, give us a run for the money. That's awesome. I'm so excited for this year and for getting back to live action. Uh, UCC is coming up, and there's a big announcement that we just saw from UCC. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Firepunk ODSS event uh, now being hosted at Ultimate Callout Challenge? Yeah, well, that was kind of a uh, kind of a dream that we kind of created over this winter. We were talking about you know planning our event and around around all of COVID that we dealt with last year and having to cancel, um, we were looking at going to UCC. UCC had got moved back to May 23rd weekend, and then our event was two weeks after that, and two weeks after that was uh, Holly Rock. And being that Ohio still hasn't lifted all of their restrictions, we it goes really hard to start spending all this money and planning an event that you don't know for sure you want to have. You don't want people you know, booking hotel events and uh, hotels and all this stuff, planning a trip when you don't know if you're going to have to cancel on them last minute. Um, so we kind of had this vision that, like, man, if we could actually team up and put a full ODSS race and move our Outlaw Diesel Revenge in with UCC, 
Um, it would give all the fans that come out to watch UCC, it would give them more action between the UCC trucks. Uh, so when they're sitting in the stands watching the UCC trucks dynoing, they're watching ODSS drag racing in between. It's an action-packed weekend. It gives everybody the chance to see the best the diesel industry has to offer uh, in the racing world, UCC, sled pulling, dynoing, show and shine, vendor row. I mean, it'll be it'll be a May Day. I'm so excited, man. This is going to be so cool. Now, we've had uh, like an ODSS, like quick eight kind of exhibition runs and things like that at UCC in the past, uh, but we've never had like a full-on sanctioned race. This brings up all sorts of questions off the top of my head. One, um, how does that schedule? Because we, traditionally they, they do. You drag race the first day, you dyno the second, you sled pull the third. Where When does the right. ODSS race come in? We're going to – I think it will work out well. Uh, we haven't uh, nailed down the exact hours and minutes of the, the weekend, but kind of tentatively, uh, the track's going to be live for all the UCC competition from noon till probably 6 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Uh, then in the evening from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., then we're probably going to do ODSS uh, pro qualifying. So okay. the 590 trucks, the – Pro Street, Pro Mod, and Top Dragsters are going to make two rounds of qualifying uh, Friday evening, and they may do even a round of UCC trucks in between those. Uh, we haven't quite decided exactly what else is going to be in the Friday night show. And then rolling into Saturday, all the UCC trucks are going to be dynoing while ODSS runs their full race schedule. You have the ET trucks, 770 trucks, 670, 590, Pro Street, Pro Mod, Top Dragster. So that'll give everybody an opportunity. If you're going to UCC just to watch and watch some, watch some awesome diesel action, and you've never been on a drag strip and you want to race on one of the best drag strips and most popular drag strips, uh, come to Indy and uh, come find the Firebunk boys. We'll give you a run crash down on the lights and how it works, and we'll get show you how to buy a tech card, and we're going to put you on the starting line, and uh, you get you have your first racing experience there at UCC, and it'll be something that uh, will be a day to remember. No, that's cool. I think that's also sparking a lot of interest for the new generation of, of diesel racers, right? Uh, that's How, everything. What a freaking cool story somebody's going to cool. be able to get to tell about being able to take their yeah. first pass at UCC in front of the crowd with the lights, get the rundown from the Levon crew. Like th That is going to make somebody's dream come true. I can't wait to be at UCC and to be able to see this because I kind of had assumed when I heard about this that it would just be the the top dogs, just the fastest trucks, and that's all we were going to be able to get to see. But you're saying the full ODSS event, we're actually going to get to see these guys bracket racing and coming out and running for their very first time. I just can't even imagine how exciting that is. Right. It gives everybody, it gives everybody the opportunity to be – part of the show uh i'll go back and say the story of when i first went my first diesel event i ever went to was irp 2005 that was when the lucas uh, raceway uh drag strip was uh irp and i went out there it was a dhrea event i had no intention of racing i just put my first built transmission in my 2001 i mean i was stoked like i was excited to go out there <laughs> with my buddies and watch some awesome diesel trucks when we get out there, there's hundreds of trucks everywhere. I'm, like, in love with everything. And one of my buddies is like, man, you should race your truck. And I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. And he talked me into it. I bought a tech card. I actually ran back to the hotel and got uh, got some jeans because I wasn't allowed to race in shorts. 
and uh, I put my truck on the track. I mean, I remember taking the light for the first time. My foot was shaking like a leaf, and I ran a 14 uh, 14.4 in the quarter mile. And let me tell you, that was like the most fun I ever had. And I, <laughs> I have been drag racing. That was a, the first pass I ever took at the drag strip, and I was hooked on racing ever since. Super cool. 14.4 and loving it. It does. It, you yep. know, it's funny you bring that up because I, re- I remember also the first time I went down a track, it was horrid time. But, like, I got done with the, with the end of the track, and I'm – yeah woo! like like you, you feel that adrenaline rush and you're just you're so excited but now you're running sub fours what does that feel like it has do you still get excited and, and passionate and adrenaline rushing at the end of the track or are you dialed in and reserved and this is like a science and this is what you do and you just map it no. out and you get the result you expect no it when racing's in your blood, anytime you line up, your your uh, your adrenaline's pumping. And Larson is uh, my brother. Larson is the one driving the S10, so he gets the one to feel the G force. Um, <laughs> but I I can promise you, I was the one that driving the Pro Street truck. And when I put my helmet on, it was game face. Uh, you didn't let your emotions get to you. You had to you know bang the tree and all that stuff. And I guarantee you, I get more nervous. And have more adrenaline just standing behind the truck knowing what the tune-up is what it's supposed to do is it going to work you know i don't know it's just being a part of the team is is uh it 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 really works for you when you've got uh, a need for speed that's awesome that's great and that that's a great segue too because i kind of wanted to talk to you about odss competitors and ucc competitors traditionally there's been some overlap um do you expect that this year do you expect guys are going to have to drag race and compete for ucc and then flip over and also use their truck for an odss race yes obviously that's going to be entirely up to them if they want to do that um that's how it's always been laid out that if with the odss quick eight shootout um they didn't have that as a points race but this being a points race so say if uh some of the ucc competitors are planning on running odss 590 um, they're going to be able to, you know, dial their trucks back and put their truck in 590 on Friday night and compete uh, before they go to the dyno. So it'll just add uh, add a dimension to the UCC competitors that uh, <laughs> when they're racing that day, you know, make sure they build a rig that can go a couple extra rounds because you got a, two more qualifying rounds wow. on uh, on Saturday night or on Friday night. And then we'll we'll obviously have to be flexible during eliminations during the day because they have to allow about an hour's window there for them to get their dyno in during the day. But they can uh, they can work that in. We'll we'll be flexible. I, I love Levon's take on is like just build a rig that can last. I don't know yeah. what your guys' problem is. Like it's well, I mean, look at I, I've done him, it for how many yeah, years? Yeah, right, now, like it's not it. hard. Just do it. Just do right. it. I like that. <laughs> now uh what about you? you 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 dipped out on us and and stepped back from ucc two years ago if i remember correctly nope. yes, have, yes. Have you, 2019 was the first year we didn't compete are we going to see a fight let's start here are we going to see a firepunk entry into ultimate callout challenge in 2021 uh 2021 no um we are actually doing a uh helping out a few customers uh, right, like right now, Justin Ziegler from Ziegler Diesel Performance, his truck is at our shop. We're fabricating a, uh, a ginormous uh, compound turbo setup on it. That's going to be uh, big. That, that should play ball at UCC at least. He's excited about it, and we're excited to be a part of it with him. Uh, but with everything we have going on with uh, with hosting the events, uh, hosting the event, the race, and 
uh, running the pro mod and running the business, uh, we figure it's probably best for us to just focus on all the iron, all the fires we have going currently, rather than uh, throwing another thing in the mix. So we're going to support the support our customers that are entering and playing in it. You know, we've got quite a few customers that are have our transmissions, and you know it takes takes a good bit of support. So we want to be there for our customers, and when we compete in an event like that, it makes it really hard to be able to have enough time for us and them. I love that. I love Respectful. that putting the customers first, man. Levon, this has been so much fun. I'm so grateful that you took some time out to talk to our listeners. I know I'm pumped about UCC. I'm pumped about the ODSS event at UCC. Um, If our listeners want to jump on and follow you and learn more from you and see more about Firepunk Diesel, where should they go? Uh, You can definitely jump on our uh, YouTube channel. Firepunk Diesel is our YouTube channel. We kind of document all of our day-to-day activities and racing. And so if you want to see some some of the fun parts of what we do here at Firepunk, watch the YouTube channel. If you want to connect with me, go on uh, Facebook. You can look me up, LeVon D. Miller, on my Facebook and uh, hit me up on Messenger. I'm on Instagram as well. I don't do as good as uh, keeping up with messages on Instagram because they always end up in my message requests that I have to keep (laughs) remembering to go look for. But um, that or you can email me, LeVon, at firepunk.com. So Hopefully, hopefully anybody who wants to connect with us, we've given them an avenue uh, to connect with us. And our, you know, our website is up, shop.firepunk.com. We've got a bunch of new of apparel, first of the threes T-shirts. So if anybody is interested or excited about something like that, there you go. We'd be, uh, we'd be glad to support anybody that supports us. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Anybody you want to give a shout out to? I want to give a shout out to my whole team. It's really the, the guys back here working are just as important as the guys that go along the racetrack. Because it uh, it takes it takes everybody to keep it going. There's got to be guys here still answering the phone and building transmissions while we're out racing. Uh, so Team Firepunk, that's that's who I want to shout out to. I appreciate you for uh, taking the time, man. It means yeah. a lot to us. Absolutely, listeners, stick yeah, around. Yeah, no problem. It was good good chat with you guys. Listeners, make sure you stick around. Coming up next, we got uh, Super Tech Jeremy Garnett giving us another awesome pro tip from in the shop. Jeremy, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Jeremy, I love that this segment is it, it feel like it's getting better and better, where, where we get to talk about cooler and cooler topics. Guys, I know in the last three weeks, we had two cold weather topics uh, with Jer- with our super tech, Jeremy Garnett. But um, this week, I think we got something really unique for you guys. Jeremy, lay it on me. What truck are we talking about today? Uh, we got to do a uh, cam job on a uh, six-liter Vortec. Uh, um, that is my attempt at a sound effect. So <laughs> that that does not fit our model. Now it's a little different than something that we normally do here. Now, now, guys, we know out there as as shop techs, and and you 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 may work on your own truck, and man, you're just you're always gonna find that one buddy, or you're always gonna find that one customer that comes in that's like, I love you guys, I want you to work on my truck, but it's not really what you work on. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the case in this. So, tell me a little bit about the truck. What what uh what year is it? I was an 08, an, uh, 08 1500 max with the six liter in it with the DOD in it. So the displacement on a man. Yeah. Um, the displacement on the man started taking a crap like every other six No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the guy decided uh, he wanted to go a different route. And so time was pull the heads, pull the cam, and get into it. 
That's it, man. What a job. So so tell me a little bit about that job because that's obviously way outside of my wheelhouse. Um, a little bit about it is, uh, well, with the lifters getting stuck with the DOD, uh, we had to go ahead and we had to remove the heads to remove the lifters. And right. Then inspect and if you're changing the lifters at that point and not replacing them with stock, you have to replace the cam with upgraded lifters. So now we had to replace the cam, to, so we were replacing the lifters, and then we had to put it all back together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know enough about gas cam and lifter selection to talk more about the details about like what size cam and how do you match it with the right lifters i believe we had another guy in the shop who has a little bit more experience with with specifically six liters but kind of made Um, some recommendations yeah he's an ls guy so yeah you know yeah with all of his superchargers and stuff like that he he and the customer got together and got a good combo and then we got nick in as well and nick tuned it (laughs) I was so. going to bring this up. So I ran into Nick in the midst of tuning this truck, yeah. and and I saw him sitting in it, and I heard it I heard it running across the shop, and I walked over, and I was like, bro, there hasn't been a truck in this shop with a lobe tune in like a decade. Right. Like, like you would never have a vehicle in this truck shot with a – it does not sound like diesel. I'm like <laughs> walking around. I'm like, this is clearly a gasser with a, with, with a cam. Yeah. And I see him sitting there, and I'm like, yo, what's up? Um <laughs> And he's like, just getting back to my roots. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that you started off tuning LS gas. Yeah. Like that was his that was his thing. Yeah, back in the day, that's what he used to do. Oh. Not not it's not the same. No, Can I just no, no, say no. it's it, it not took, the same? It took him a couple of days to dial it in, but yeah. uh trucks it's it's fun. It was a fun truck when it left. Yeah. What is our pro tip for this week if if we do have somebody running into this job? Blow out the head bolt holes before you install the head that way you don't have to pull the head back off to do it what what do you mean by that <laughs> wait wait a minute what yeah coolant debris just yeah make sure you blow up the head bolt holes before you actually put the head on the truck oh man that's such an easy one to miss what yeah. a good tip oh yeah it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> well jeremy i'm excited to have you back next week thank you so much for joining us today all right have a good day The XDP Extra Cool High Performance Coolant Additive enhances the performance of the cooling system in your vehicle. This coolant additive has been specially formulated to maximize the thermal transfer properties of your engine coolant to lower your temperatures. Not only does the Extra Cool Additive reduce engine coolant temps, the premium additives in this formula prevent buildup and corrosion to extend the life of your cooling system and cooling system components. XDP Extra Cool Coolant Additive is safe for use in all cooling systems and is compatible with all types of coolant. To find out more about the XDP Extra Cool High Performance Coolant Additive, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Worldly Custom Fabrication is known for their world-class powder coating, S300, S400, traction bars, and all sorts of other just really, really cool parts for your Duramax, Cummins, and I think even a few Power Stroke parts here and there. Today, we're going to be talking about the 2020 GMC 2500 and 3500 Fender Flare Billet Marker Light Delete Kit. Uh, So 
the, these brand new L5Ps have the marker lights and a lot of guys don't like them. Just flat out, just a lot of guys are not into that look. What they would prefer to have is a color matched billet piece right there to delete that light kit and have it just look a little bit cleaner on the truck, a little bit less flashy. So it's kind of a really cool understated exterior piece. Um, and I think it's one of those that it's pretty easy to scan over, but once you see it, you're like, oh, I get it and I love it. Uh, so these will help you clean up the look of your 2020 GMC Sierra or Denali HD truck by replacing the amber fender flare marker lights with these CAD designed CNC machined billet aluminum marker light delete plates from WC Fab. Available with machine WC Fab logo or without in raw aluminum or of course but what you're all gonna choose paint matching of fine texture or fine texture black powder coat to blend into the OEM black plastic fender flare trim. It installs very, very easily. It's a couple of simple hand tools, comes with everything that you guys are gonna need to install it. Uh, if you are thinking about it, or if you have one and you'd like to clean up the look a little bit, no problem at all. Jump over to wcfab.com and you'll be able to find that part right away. The other sponsor I wanted to talk about today is Exergy Performance. With their background in OE development and manufacturing, Exergy Performance brings a unique perspective to the high performance world. They know what features and specifications need to be to ensure proper function. They know how to produce them and they know how to verify that they're correct. The verification process and the equipment that they use is very untypical of a standard diesel repair shop. It, it actually allows them to look at many more system performance characteristics beyond just the average fuel output, which is how most shops will just test it. Uh, what they test is actually from idle to full power using factory calibration points and a few points of their own uh, that they've added for the high performance market. They can fully map a set of injectors uh, and have done so for I don't know, a, a countless number of, of people out there. Uh, the guys who are running at the very top of the industry are running Exergy. The guys who are running their normal street truck are running Exergy. Every one of our employees who has a modified set of injectors is running Exergy. There's a reason that we use them time and time again. If you guys are looking for more, uh, you can check out Exergy's website, uh, but you're probably best off giving a call over to DuramaxTuner.com um, giving a call over to WC Fab, giving a call over to uh, any of their distributors who are out there. Also, if you need technical assistance and you've bought from a distributor, uh, I believe you can still reach out to Exergy if you need to. Chris, what Man. an amazing show today. I think, you know, it's it's crazy to me how the first the first time out, the first outing with their truck in 2021, they break a world record, which a week prior, the truck wasn't even together. Of course. It's just insane to me the level of passion and intensity that Team Firepunk bring to every race. And it shows in their day-to-day -day organization at the shop. It shows when you see their pit crew at the races. It's just it's, it's crazy to see. And super humbling, too. LeVon's very down to earth. Absolutely. So. And hey, guys, a big shout out to all of our sponsors. That's XDP. Uh, WC Fab, and of course, Exergy Performance, uh, along with Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner. They're what make this show possible. Uh, of course, Jeremy Garnett, our super tech, and all the guys who help us out with the knowledge base segment. Again, thanks to all the guys who help us create the show. Listeners, next few weeks here, we have a lot of big shows coming up. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and 
please, please, please leave us a five-star review please. Uh, and, and an actual review uh, and, on iTunes. That really helps. Yeah, and comment on our Facebook page. Yeah. You know, if you guys want content and you're like, you know, there's something that you haven't heard or maybe, you know, you think maybe we haven't done an episode and we have. Our listeners are really good with, hey, this has already been done. Check back, blah, 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 blah. That's right. You know, help us out. You know, Paul and I are just two people getting on a mic, talking about diesels, and a lot of the topics and the interviews that we do are in a brainstorming session, <laughs> right? So anything you guys want to listen to, please, please, please get on the podcast Facebook page, send us a message, comment on the on our page, whatever we need to do, you know, we'll be glad to listen to you guys. Absolutely. For today, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Hemke. Thanks for listening. percent of the project takes 90 percent of the time and the money (laughs) and the money (laughs) that's it